Welcome to episode 42 of the Sleeper Sports Media Podcast. I'm Nick Wetosh, and joining me today is Indy Rosen to talk about Jason Kelsey and what he means to the city of Philadelphia. Also on today's episode, YouTube golf versus professional golf. And pro wrestling has never been in a better spot than it is today. Welcome back to the Sleeper Sports Media Podcast. This is going to be episode 42, part one, as I my assignment for this month for for this class this month this week is to record and make a podcast so i am going to do part part one is going to be tonight uh, i just got done recording the ads for this which aren't really they're ads but they're not really ads um i mean i am technically an ambassador for for shanky golf but nothing not making any any kind of money for these unless the good people that view, listen, watch, and subscribe to my channel and follow on Spotify, Facebook, Twitter, all the socials where you can find Sleeper Sports Media unless you good people buy, go buy some some Shanka Golf merch, um, which I highly recommend. But the, <clears throat> the this part of the podcast, episode 42, is going to consist of the week, uh, week five NFL picks and fast lane predictions. So as of right now, it looks like looks like there's only five matches for Fastlane. Might might get one more added added tonight. I highly doubt it. This has been not a very good not a very good build to the to the premium live event. Uh, it's not going to have any nowhere near be as it's not going to be as good anywhere near the level of Russell Dream and Adam Copeland's debut. I I think maybe maybe a Jade Cargo debut could could put it up there but i don't uh, there's rumors that she's going to be in indy and she might she might debut she might be there she might be there in some way she might get involved my guess is that she will just be ringside and they're going to show her and that's going to be that going down the match card again according to wikipedia as they always are seth freaking rollins versus shinsuke nakamura in a last man standing match for the world heavyweight championship I'm going to pick Seth to retain and possible Damien cash in. Uh, don't care for this feud. Don't not a fan of Shinsuke, not a fan of the Japanese subtitles on his promos. Not a fan of this angle, making Seth look weak when he's been literally the workhorse champion. And that's where his back injury comes from. Um, so Seth retain with possible possible cash in for, of senior money in the bank. Then we got the number two match on the card, according to Wikipedia, but I believe this is going to be an event because whenever I typed in Fastlane for Wikipedia, the uh, the tag match was in the John Cena was on the poster and the match that was listed potentially as the main event was the tag match. John Cena and LA Knight versus the bloodline, Jimmy Uso and Sola Sokoa with Paul Heyman. It's got to be John Cena and LA Knight getting the win. Um, with LA Knight getting the pin on Jimmy or or getting the pin on Solo, which will then lead into, I believe, will lead into possible Roman coming back the following week and then calling out LA Knight. They have like a little, a little here and there, or maybe it's both John Cena, LA Knight, and Roman Reigns that have the. The segment and then that leads into the rumored John Cena versus Roman Reigns at at the Crown Jewel event in Saudi, even though that's now not the rumored the rumored way that they're going. It's going to be AJ Styles and Roman Reigns. 
Then we have the triple threat match for the WWE Women's Championship. Io Sky versus Asuka versus Charlotte Flair. I like Charlotte Flair to win this one. I think Charlotte Flair winning this and holding the title until Charlotte Flair winning this by pinning Asuka so Io stays protected. And then Charlotte Flair holding it until Mania, which then Jade Cargo wins the Royal Rumble. And then we get Cargo and Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania, which is now rumored to be the way that they're going to go. Io Sky can stay in the in, in the title picture and go back and forth with Charlotte, but I think Charlotte winning in this sense, I mean, Io, I don't know. It's just the champions that, that don't speak English well or speak English at all, I, I don't know. I mean, Bailey's basically her mouthpiece, and that's, I mean, that's boring unless that's, that's the way Bailey's going to be for, for the foreseeable future, which is not. Then we have, so I got, again, Charlotte winning, uh, pinning Asuka and EO Sky not involved in the in the decision there. And then we got the six-man tag match, Latino World Order versus Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. This is going to be my bathroom match because the, the LWO, it does nothing, does nothing for me. I They don't even know who the third partner is going to be. It says Rey Mysterio, Santos, Escobar, and then either Jacon Watt, Wildy or Cruz de Del Toro. I don't even know who those guys are. When the one time they came up and I, who is this guy? Uh, so I got Bobby and the Prophets to win as they should. And then the main event listed on Wikipedia, the Judgment Day versus Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso. So both Usos and Solo involved in this pay-per-view premium live event. Wonder if they're going to show any backstage segments of Jay walking into and around getting involved with the bloodline as they get ready for the, for their matches on the night. I that that's going to be interesting. Um, not sure on this one. I think it would be cool to see Cody and Jay win and then throw more attention onto the judgment day. Um, as their, the previous level of tension was just resolved since Dom Dom got his title back. Um, but Finn and Damien, they could lose. And then that could lead into Damien then cashing in, which would then spiral, make Finn spiral even more. That's my fast lane picks again, Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso. I want them to win. I don't necessarily think they're going to, I don't know who I would have win in this situation. Uh, Lashley and the profits over the LWO Charlotte Flair over EO sky and Oscar. Cena and LA Knight over the bloodline and Seth Rollins over Shinsuke Nakamura. And then the second part of this first part of episode 42 of the sleeper sports media podcast is going to be my NFL week five predictions. I missed getting a video out last night for Thursday night, but the bears over the commanders, I was feeling the bears. It was time to, for them to get their win. I don't just don't think the commanders can, can stay consistent enough to, to win. So then we got Sunday. It looks like, is that another London game? So Sunday, October 8th at 930. We got the Jags, Jags and the Bills. I like the Bills, but I mean, the Jags in London, they're a different breed. I, Trevor Lawrence, he's, he's better than what, what I wanted to think. Then, you know, the last couple of years, his record doesn't show it. Um, Bills over Jags. Then we got what, the first one o'clock game, Patriots and Saints. I'm going to go with the Patriots. And we got Titans and Colts. Going to go Colts. 
my game of the week and what will be talked about on the second half of this podcast with my interview with Keenan of Exceptional Sports News. Raven Steelers is Raven Steelers week. Best rivalry in the AFC North, possibly best rivalry in football. I'm going Steelers over the Ravens, even though no one on ESPN get up is going with the Steelers. Not even Ryan Clark is picking the Steelers and that's their backs are against the wall with this one. I mean, they are cannot go into a bye week losing two in a row. Not only that, but losing, losing out on first place, sole possession of first place in the division. Big time, big time game this week. Kenny is going to play. He was removed off the injury report today. Practice was a full participant in practice, and I'm very excited. Matt Canada, you have one more chance. Sincerely, everyone in Steelers Nation. Then we got the Panthers and Lions. Going with the Lions. No hesitation on this one. Uh, Texans and Falcons. Going to go with with the Texans. Giants-Dolphins. Going to go with the Dolphins. Hopefully, Chase Claypool has a can, can see some action on the field and can make something happen. Never wished for the trade to go down the way that it did. Didn't even want him traded. It worked out more for the Steelers than it did for the Bears as they lost 14 straight since the trade and just won for the first time last night. And now he finds himself traded again to Miami. Um, wish him nothing but the best and would love to see him succeed wherever he goes. So the, the Dolphins over the Giants. And we got the Bengals and Cardinals. I want the Cardinals to win just so that's another loss for the Bengals. But, I mean, the way the Bengals have been versus the way the Cardinals have been, they've both been up and down. Um, and uh, Joe Burrow, I mean, he keeps playing, so he cannot get healthier the more he keeps playing. I'm going to go Cardinals over Bengals. And we got Eagles and Rams, Eagles, Jets and Broncos. are going to go with the Jets. Chiefs, Vikings are going to go with the Chiefs. That is the, those are the 425 games. And then we got the Sunday night game, Cowboys and Niners. I think this could be a real, this probably is going to be a good, good game. Um, going to go Cowboys to give the Niners their first loss. And probably now that I've picked the Cowboys, they're probably going to get destroyed. And then I'm going to have fun laughing at my own expense. Then we got the Monday night game, Packers and Raiders. I'm going to go with the Packers. Jordan Love bouncing back and having another good game. And that will conclude this first half of the Sleeper Sports Media Podcast. This episode of the Sleeper Sports Media Podcast is brought to you by StreamYard. If you want the best of both worlds for all your broadcasting needs, then check out the link in the description below and sign up for a StreamYard account. There are three levels of accounts. Plans start at $25 a month and you only get more for, more bang for your buck with the next two being professional and business accounts. There's also a free account, but this limits the tools and features that you get. Going live on multiple different social media sites has never been easier to do at one time using StreamYard. Adding and customizing graphics seen on screen from your stream is available as well, and you have the options to record video and download the audio, video, or both. That is perfect for podcasting or live streaming. Wrestling is back to feeling like a big deal at the moment because of all the talent that's going back and forth between one company to another. All the big names that are going to be making the jump with uh, Jade Cargo signing with WWE in the beginning of the week and then Adam Copeland debuting at WrestleDream, a pay-per-view on a Sunday. It's still weird saying his real name and not just uh, Edge, which, which is what so many fans are used to saying. Um, Jade Cargo signed with WWE after her AEW contract ran out two weeks ago. 
um, instead of su uh, surprise debut at WWE Fastlane, the premium live event for this week, actually tomorrow, um, WWE decided to go ahead and announce her debut or her signing on Monday. And then it led to a big, big buzz around the world of pro wrestling given for the week. Um, she got the ESPN treatment, which shows that WWE has big plans for her, for her use and her creative plans going forward. Um, the ESPN doesn't get any pro wrestling, anything to do with pro wrestling unless it's WrestleMania or it's a big star like Roman Reigns. So clearly her getting, you know, the news being broken by ESPN first reported by ESPN and all, all that stuff is, um, is, is huge for her and for, for the WWE. I don't think the Vegas or the line makers at DraftKings had Adam Copeland debuting for AEW in the same week that Jade Cargo signed with WWE. But I do know our over at FanDuel, there will be a line on how many spears Copeland hits in his in-ring debut on Tuesday. Joining me now on the Sleeper Sports Media Podcast is India Rosen to talk a little bit about the other side of some PA sports, uh, the city of brotherly love. And, I mean, a little bit of our topic today, speaking of brothers. But, um, Indy, thanks for joining me. Absolutely, Nick. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, uh, my first question is, uh, when he brought a, brought a, brought the city a championship um, and everything else that he does for the city, what does Jason what does Jason Kelsey mean to the city of Philadelphia? Oh man, he means so much. I mean, a lot of players who play in Philadelphia, not just for the Eagles, but in the city in general, talk about how the fan base is different, and if you get it, you get it. Um, and it's a very unique thing that it's hard to understand if you're not from the area or not a part of the fan base. Uh, we generally get a lot of hate, right, for being the type of fans that we are, but in the big scheme of things, it's that passion that really makes us care so much about our players, and Jason is definitely one of them. Yeah, it seems to be a, pe a Pennsylvania thing because I think it's the same way with Pittsburgh, and whenever they find a guy that you know is is their guy, they get behind him a, a million percent. Same thing, like, like Big Ben was after the documentary came out, the Kelsey doc on Prime Video. Um, mm. Travis and Jason, they both seem to say that they enjoyed playing together. Do you think if Jason Kelsey had retired or not? re-signed with the Eagles after last year you think he could have been recruited to Kansas City to play with Travis versus retiring or is he kind of will always be in Philly and that's that that's a really good question um I mean we've seen in the past right guys that we thought were lifelong players and gonna have statues outside of of stadiums go and play their last few years somewhere else that's willing to to give them that last contract right so um, the NFL is always a business at the end of the day, and we all know that. But um, as an Eagles fan, we are very blessed with having Howie Roseman as our GM, and he kind of works wonders to keep guys like Jason um, in the building. So that's a really hard one to say. I will say um, all of their publicity in the past few years, you know, the Super Bowl, they've started their really successful podcast the documentary that featured Travis, I think a little bit more than they even expected it to. All of those things have really fed into the storyline of, you know, their their brotherly relationship being so important to the league. Um, and with that going on, I could absolutely see at the very end of his career, if it hadn't shook out the way that it did in the past few seasons or Philadelphia being as successful as they are right now, somebody may be persuading him to go play with his brother, but um, Jason's also been on the borderline of retirement for a long time now. Part of what's kept him coming back is the success that the Eagles are having. 
Um, it is the success of the players around him. It is how much he believes in the team. It is his love of the city. Um, so I, I really don't know. I'm not sure if you could persuade him to suit up for Kansas City, but I think if anybody could, it would be his brother, right? So that's a great question. Absolutely. It uh, it, it would be, for the storyline, it would be awesome. Um, I mean, the for documentary sure. was great. And like you said about their podcast, it's been it's been so much fun watching them do what, what they're doing and um, the Super Bowl, everything that the doc showed, it was it was just a lot of fun to watch. Absolutely. So the storyline with their mom, all of it. Everything. And that uh, that takes me into my final question for you. What The post-Kelsey era in Philly, what is that going to look like for the offensive line-wise? And who's going to be who's going to be the one to step up for that front line of defense for Jalen Hurts? That's a great question. So, I mean, kind of like what we were just talking about, right? Jason has been a question mark a little bit for the past few seasons. So, I would be remiss to say I don't believe our coaching staff has some kind of idea what they'll do when he's done, right? I mean, we all heard the story about Nick Sirianni personally delivering a keg to Jason's house to try to get him to come back the next year and play. And it, and it worked obviously, but um, you know, with that understanding um, there has to be at least a little bit of planning. Right. And I think Howie has done a really good job in the past few years of drafting and trading around for guys that we need. And I wouldn't be surprised to see them want to bring in a veteran center to replace him when the time does come with a lot of the younger guys that we still have on that line. Um, but we've also seen how he do really impressive things in the draft. And he's gotten a lot of really great line uh, linemen from Georgia for us on both sides of the ball. So I honestly think it could go either way. I wouldn't be surprised if when Jason decides he's done, they want to try to plug in another veteran right there just to keep a little bit of continuity on that line. Right. I mean, 11 plus seasons that Jason's been up there, being the guy that's a little bit uh, hard to ask a rookie to fill those shoes, in my opinion. Um, but we've also seen guys step up and be really incredible in their first year, because like I said, we've got a really great um, scouting and, uh, and drafting personnel at the Eagles. So it would be, I don't know, it would be a really good, it's like I said, it's another really good question. It'll be really interesting to see when the time comes, but it wouldn't surprise me if they go for a more low budget uh, short-term trade while they look for somebody to draft to kind of fill that role and become another sort of franchise player. Because if it's the one thing that the Eagles do understand, it is ball protection and they do not um, skimp on drafting or paying O-line or D-line because they understand the importance of it. And with Jalen getting another four years and 200 million plus dollars out of his contract, they're going to want him protected. Right. So um, it'll be really interesting to see who does have that, uh, have that big role to fill when the time comes going to be interesting to see what Kelsey does after this year and his future and when that the time comes for him to for him to end it but um, that is all the time we have for today thank you again for joining me and it's always a blast to talk some PA sports absolutely it was great to talk to you Nick As the spring and summer comes to an end, that means golf season is coming to an end as well. And while that does mean that we are officially in football season, playing a round of 18 on a Saturday or a round of nine with the boys on a Friday night is always a blast. Well, it doesn't have to end just yet. There are still some nice weather days ahead of us, so make sure you get your quarter weather golf gear and apparel covered. And if you're like me, then your motto out on the links is look good and play good with Shank at Golf. You might still shank, but at least you know you will definitely look good. To end the... And my show tonight, episode 42, we're going to talk about how YouTube golf is more fun than professional golf. Now, I've never really been much of a golfer. I know that 
I've tried to go when I was younger and I would just ride in the cart and drive the cart and it was all fun. I didn't really care to watch and learn the game and I thought it was boring. And this July was the first time that I went out and I actually played a round of 18 on a golf course. Um, and I immediately fell in love with the game. I was very tired and very sore because the round took six hours. Um, it was on a Saturday and was participating in in the uh, the unwritten rules of golf, if you will, the that, you know, you're encouraged to drink. And it was just it was so much fun. Uh, when I got home, uh, I watched wanted to watch. I was in a golfing mood and I wanted to watch golf and I didn't turn on whatever golf tournament was on that night. Um, no, I turned on, turned on YouTube golf. I turned on good, good. And I've been watching good, good for, for years. When I got into golf last year and I played a couple times at, or three or four years ago, I played on a nine hole course. Um, the only professional golf tournament that I watch, and it's not even really a tournament, it's just one It's a scramble, uh, is the match. Celebrities that I watch, um, celebrity golf is entertaining. The match was a, a blast. With, again, professional golf and watching golf on TV, the announcers just talk like, they talk like they're robots. The, the good, good golf videos and the Bob does sport. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sleeper Sports Media Podcast. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube and follow button on Spotify so you don't miss episode 43 next week as I review WWE Fastlane and all the latest on CM Punk and his inevitable return to WWE.